0: Hundreds of people go missing in Canada every year. Most of them are indigenous. Who are they? Who's looking for them? And who do they leave behind? I'm Anders Giesbrecht. Welcome to the fifth and final episode of No Stone Left Unturned. In this episode, we are taking a look at that final question. Who do these missing people leave behind? Bartlett's sister, Jana Lothar, spoke at the National Inquiry for Missing and Murder Indigenous Women and Girls in March last year. She told the commissioners what it's like living with a missing family member.
1: I find the hardest time of year is when the first snow. Because I think my sister's in a ditch or in a field somewhere. I know those are just bones by now, but yeah, it must be cold. The snow covers her. Pray to God she's not locked up in someone's barn or in in someone's basement. But that's something that sits there in my mind, once. And I know it does with my mom and it eats us alive not knowing.
0: Lothar hasn't seen Amanda since she vanished in 1996. To this day, her family hasn't been able to properly grieve. They live in mystery with what psychologists call ambiguous loss. Dr. Pauline Boss is a psychologist who pioneered the term in the 1970s. She spent her entire career dedicated to helping families cope with the mystery.
2: First of all, this should not happen. Um, the, the kidnapping and the disappearance of so many Native women, uh, first of all, needs to stop and talking about how to make families feel better because of it is secondary to that. Ambiguous loss is a loss that remains unclear, Uh, and there can be two kinds of ambiguous loss. One is where the body is physically missing, and the other is where the person is there, but they are psychologically missing, such as with addiction, or with something like uh, Alzheimer's disease or dementia, and so on. They can be physically sitting in front of you, but they can be psychologically absent. Or mm. the opposite. You can be thinking about them, and they are missing physically. You don't know where they are, and you don't know if they're dead or alive.
0: Boss says ambiguous loss is a loss like no other. It's troubling, stressful for families, and requires a different type of intervention. Simple grief therapy isn't going to work.
2: Oftentimes, the family will just put their processes, their decision-making, their way of operating on hold, waiting for the person to come back. And of course, that can go on for years, so that's not a good idea. So what we promote is that they do two things at once, a so both kind of thinking, where you hope for the person to come back And you may even save things for them or, you know, have a gift for them on their birthday and put it aside. But at the same time, you reorganize the family regarding who does what, the roles and so on, and you move forward.
0: Amanda Bartlett's family still shares stories about her. Jana Lothar says she can't hear Amanda's voice anymore, but stories about her keep Amanda's memory alive.
1: We talk about a lot of things. We bring up memories. We talk about her reading her books that she used to write. She used to write them, stories, lots of stories. And we talk about that and little things that happened in the past, you know, things that I don't even know about because like I said, I wasn't brought up with my family. Yeah,
3: we talk about
0: those certain things. Some people experience ambiguous loss look for professional help. Dwayne Bowers is a licensed counselor who specializes in working with families of the missing.
3: When a person dies, there's a ritual, there's funeral, there's memorial service. We know the role we're supposed to play. We know what we're supposed to feel. When someone goes missing, we have no idea. What am I supposed to feel? Who am I? Uh, How do I define myself? with a missing partner or a missing child or a missing parent. We don't know how to act, we don't know how to feel, and finding resources to help support me is not that easy.
0: Counseling is one thing, but sometimes the mystery of what happened totally consumes a family. Their grief and desire for answers become so great that they turn to alternatives like mediums and psychics for answers.
3: Those folks are always there on the perimeter offering their services. It takes the family a while before they finally get to a point of saying, you know, we're not getting anything any other way. Let's give this a shot, you know. What 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 can we lose? And honestly as a, a therapist that is supporting them, I'm not going to in any way badmouth or or try to talk them out of that unless I see that that psychic or that medium is really exploiting that family. Amanda
0: Bartlett's family reached out to a medium 16 years after her disappearance. They searched through an open field on the outskirts of Winnipeg looking for any trace of Amanda or her remains.
1: You know, even though I'm not a believer, there's still a chance that he's right. You know, and you go play anything and you run with it. And and that's basically what my family did is we took a little bit of information, a little tiny bit of hope anything and just went and looked and that's what we're still doing we're still looking and we're looking we're looking for
0: a body Bowers encourages the families of the missing to create rituals to remember and honor that person he says when at a funeral people know how to act they know how they are supposed to grieve when a person goes missing the family's puzzle loses a piece this often leaves them feeling broken and confused
3: We have seen over the years that there are certain events, I'm going to say, that have developed that are kind of exclusive to families of missing persons, and they're twofold. They're they're to honor the date that my loved one went missing, honor the fact that I still believe they're alive, but also kind of get some attention so people don't forget them and keep kind of their, their face in front of folks so that they might recognize them if they saw them.
0: Lother and her mom, Helen Bignell, said telling Amanda's story at the national inquiry for missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls was healing and also very hard. Even though Bartlett disappeared 23 years ago, her family is still affected by her disappearance.
1: You know, I just I feel for my mom. I feel for her so bad because if one of my babies went missing, it would be like walking away with my leg or my arm are something that I need because I couldn't imagine you're not weak. And yeah, she turns to negative alternatives, but you know what? She gets up every day. She goes to work every day. She's a good mom to me. She's an excellent grandmother to my kids. And yet she has to carry that burden with her every day. Every single day.
0: Families that deal with the loss of a loved one choose different ways to handle it. Luther chose to keep her sister close in a very personal way.
1: 20 years after Amanda went missing, I tattooed her on my arm. It says, no stone left unturned, Amanda Sophia Bartlett. Since I can't bury her, I can't give her a ceremony, I tattooed her on my arm because I want her to grow old with me. I want her skin to get old and this portion of my arm is her. We're going to grow old together. In spirit, she's here with me. And I like the fact I put it right here so people can see it and so people can ask me, who's Amanda? And there's my opportunity again to talk about her. So yes, we are going to grow old together. She, she left us too young. So yeah, she's going to get wrinkly. Hopefully not too wrinkly. <laughs> but yeah, she'll grow old with me forever. So that's what that represents.
0: This final episode of No Stone Left Unturned was written and produced by Cassidy Dankochuk and Devin Suchuk. Our theme music is by Rob Nags. Additional music is by Moby. No Stone Left Unturned is produced by a team of student journalists from Red River College in Winnipeg. Follow No Stone Left Unturned on Twitter at Pod for updates.